You got problems. You need to get straight. You need a therapist. You know what you, you need? You need a therapist. to You Need a Therapist, a weekly show where we discuss life's many challenges and how we process them through the help of therapy. I'm your host, Kayana. And I'm your host, Raven. We're two childhood besties here to speak our unapologetic truth in the hopes of inspiring you to do the same. Join us as we chit chat about our trash relationships, a horrible case of imposter syndrome, and a load of other problems. Maybe it's time for you to stop putting all that weight on your friend's shoulders. You need a therapist. Now let's start the show. Hey guys, welcome back to this week's episode of You Need a Therapist Podcast. Hello, best friend. How you doing? Hey girl, hey. I'm just What's... waking up from a nap. Man, listen. You know that's a blessing. You can take a nap on a Monday afternoon. They're working hard from Monday to Friday. I ought to be able to take a goddamn <laughs> nap on my day off. You right. You Period. Right. Now, child. How but, have you been, friend? Good. But I just want to tell you this little dream I had real quick. While I was asleep. <laughs> now, you know, me and P- Petey Pablo, K-Cat. That's my cat, by the way. His name is Pedro, not Petey Pablo. But <laughs> <laughs> That's his name for me. That's my nickname for him. Anyways, uh, you know how dreams are just real random and you really don't know how they go. There's literally no plot to my fucking dream. I don't remember what it was about. Anyways, all I know is me and Petey Pablo was fighting. In the dream. <laughs> he was tearing my ass up and then there's another part where Petey Pablo is walking the runway <laughs> the fuck? with some goddamn fashionable pegs on his leg child <laughs> that is so random friend. I, I really have no idea why I was dreaming about Petey but he was on my mind I, I had a crazy dream last night friend about what like I really feel like the ancestors are trying to show me a sign. Like, I don't know. About what? So the first part of it, it was like a warehouse. And me and my ex, my most recent ex, oh, Lord. were like in a truck and trying to cross like a trench within the warehouse. Ooh. But I got out of the truck before. Just in time, bitch. Just in time. <laughs> But I got out the truck before and he tries to cross the trench, which was only like the bridge was like this little piece of wood. So it wasn't feasible for him to get across. (laughs) Anyway, he falls down in the trench and is stuck and I'm trying to help him out and he can't get out. And that was like the first part of the dream. And then like the second part that I remember was like a scene. I was just like a bystander and it was a scene of like my grandma who was in a relationship and was like, you know what? You're just going to have to tell me to move on because I can't do it myself or some shit like that. And I'm just sitting here like, what the fuck? Like, and it was Ooh. another lady that was there. Like, I felt like I knew her, but we wasn't, like, I didn't know her, but we was connected in a way. And she was like, shit, couldn't be me. Like, and I was oh, like, wow. the And then I woke up and I was like, okay, girl, what you trying to tell me? Like... Let it go. <laughs> Let that shit go. What that, is happening, friend? That dream seemed loud and clear to me. We ain't I mean, yeah, it was very clear. I, I got the message. Like they didn't have to explain no further. I got okay. it. Okay. Like I'm moving on. We good. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah, that shit was just crazy. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was loud and clear. <laughs> Anyways, this week, guys, we have a very special guest on our hey. podcast. And hey. yes, he goes by the name of Jamar. What what do I what do I announce you as? I mean, you know, Graham is cool. Graham oh. is cool, yeah. Okay. Well, he goes by Graham. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to put the whole government out there. He goes by Graham and he has his own podcast called The Hustle Lounge. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Um, but go ahead and, and no, I have two questions to ask you first. Did yes. I ask these questions first, child? Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to ask you two questions first, right? All right. That we always ask our guests. And the first th- question is, give us three words to describe how you've been feeling this week. How I've been feeling this week? Yes. Ooh, that's it. Mm-hmm. I, need a, I need a therapist. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, nah, um, you know, uh, whew, not to be you know, make the moment sad, but I've been a little, uh, I don't like the word depressed, but I've been mourning and grieving. So that would just say grieving one, okay. uh, determined two, mm. and, uh, just, you know, slow motion three. I don't know if that's really a feeling, but that's just me. Just, you know, we're going to make it a feeling. If that's how there you we go. Slow motion. That means everything <laughs> is everything. And we just doing it how it come. Okay. Um, yeah. So we, it's never about bringing down the podcast. If we're going to talk about some shit, we're going to talk about it now. <laughs> no doubt. Yes. But then the second question is, tell me who you are. Who am I? Mm-hmm. I mean, man, you know, um, I'm just just me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> like I said, you know, I got a couple aliases, you know. Uh, <laughs> we need to hear them. <laughs> nah, you know, um, Graham Hustle is, you know, that's my... That's that's just you know me been me for about forever, but you know I kind of got that name like 2010, 2009, um, and it kind of embodies who I am as a person, just always hustling, always trying to figure something out, always trying to get to it. Uh, but you know, on the flip of that, you know I am a husband, a father. Uh, I do serve in the in the uniform sometimes, you know. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah that's just me man you know I'm always trying to figure out a way to you know get some money or figure it out um, always trying to just move forward uh, advance the culture and when I get game I try to always give it back and you know just see everybody elevate it and get to a new level I think that does that even answer the question you know I start to go off the deep end sometimes no that's perfect <laughs> uh, that's yeah, essentially that's... what we try to get people to get to because you know sometimes when you ask a person like who they are, one, they don't know. <laughs> or two, they 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 say it in reference to their job or something like that. And it's like, oh. no, you're more than that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're a person first. I'm just a little country boy who got a you know a New York City slick away. Um, uh-huh. My family from up north. Um, so I learned I'm, I'm best of both worlds. You know, I can change a tire or I can, you know, sell you some CDs off the off the burn CDs. You know? Thank <laughs> God to change a tire. Surprised <laughs> how many men out here don't know how to change a damn tire. <laughs> hey, but it's all good. Um, so how men we met? Me and you met back in what year was it? Two thousand. Um, eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah, at uh, NCOA in Knoxville, Tennessee. NCOA for you non-military folks is a school that basically um, your staff sergeants go to, or was it staff? Staff NCOs 
I'll say that. Your <laughs> NCOs go to uh, to get educated, I guess, child. Um, to learn how to be an NCO. Is it like a leadership course? Uh, yeah, it's yeah, like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's military education, you know. It's, it's mostly for your techs who are in line for the, you know, E7 or, you know, on the way there at the EBE6 for about a long extended amount of time. Yes. Okay. Um. So, yeah, we met out there. We, we just clicked. I don't even know how we introduced ourselves, but we like we clicked, we knew some of the same people or whatever. And that was the homie while we were out yep. there. It was a good time for sure. Yeah, Carolina. That's how it was it went from Carolina to uh your previous base and like you said, knew a couple people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. And I then don't, I don't I don't really talk to nobody, so it was weird. I was just kinda like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just in my own lane. You know, I don't go to them schools and right. everybody everybody can't uh, accept me for who I am, so I just stay to myself. Absolutely. Um, until I feel the energy, you know, I ain't finna come out here for six weeks and fake, and you know, I do my job very well, but I'm not, you know, big blue Air Force guy either, you feel me? So I just be in my own lane. You see me, I was out there working out and running all the time, staying away from everybody. Like. And I, yeah, that was the thing. Every day Honestly, after that's class, the every day after <laughs> class, Jamar was out there running around the goddamn track. I was like, nigga, <laughs> Relax. There ain't that much running in the goddamn world. But uh yes, and then we had an interesting moment where there was a, a classmate who uh got a black guy in the strip club. Child. Wait, what? Child. Yeah, why well, well, I just ran that back in my head the other day how he got the pound put on him. Like it was crazy. It was child putting his hands on the strippers and didn't didn't need to be doing that. Oh. And I guess got jumped outside the strip club and then had me and another girl take him to Ulta and patch his eye back together with some makeup. This is like the first weekend of class. Oh, see, I didn't even know y'all did all that. Yes, me and Key took that boy. He asked us because we ran into him the next day and he was like, and was like, hey. damn, <laughs> basically <looking> crazy. <laughs> yes. Basically, and he was like, "Can y'all take me and get my eye?" Blah blah blah. And then when we were taking him, he was in the car <clears throat> talking to his wife, and I was like, "I wonder how he explaining this to his wife." Yeah, he got, he got, he definitely got, uh, he got his issue, man. He should leave the people alone. Mm-hmm. I already see, you know, when all that had happened. You know, I had like I had slid out. I don't even play none of that. I, man, listen, yeah, I, I don't even, I didn't even come out. <laughs> yeah, we got out of there like. Man, he done told that man to stop once or twice. I'm peeping the whole scene. Mm-hmm. And I just don't play with people like that. Like, man, like you said, I'm how I'm gonna go home and explain, like, yo, I'm at the strip club and got whooped. Right. <laughs> Cause I ain't even going out like that from the start. So it's like mm-hmm. it's like, yo, listen, we chilling. I finally came out because I wasn't even doing nothing there. I was chilling. Finally mm-hmm. came out. It was a good little vibe. It turned sour. I hear about the story in the morning as I did. You know, I got them out of the way. <laughs> Yo, you heard what happened? I was, I, you was dead. No, I wasn't there, bro. I was already out of there. Absolutely. <laughs> I already wasn't feeling his vibe from the get go. Cause I think. Yeah, me you had him. told me that. Yeah, you had told me he was on some. Yeah, he was different. Yeah, child. But, anyways, that's <laughs> a little background of how me and Jamar met. But now let's talk about your podcast, too. So, uh, ex- tell us the title of it and then explain a little bit about what what it is. All right, yeah, so we got the, the Hustle Lounge podcast, man. It basically, um, you know, it wasn't a true direction. So backstory, we started the business, the Hustle Smarter Business, me and my partner. Um, and it was more so like, in my own, we had the unfinished basement. 
um, we finished the basement, and then my partner, another partner, brought me a, a hustle lounge, uh, like an LED neon, like big, big joint. Oh, so yeah. that's kind of how the name just stuck. Even before the walls was really up, we hung it on the wall, and we would just go down there and just politic the whole night. And you know, my youngin, he like he, he like twenty three, twenty four. So he was like, "Man, you telling me all this? The world need to hear, it, bro." Because you know, I drill it in their head. Sometimes it'd be the same thing over and over. And, and majority of it was about money. A lot of it was about just wisdom in life. You know, a lot of times, uh, especially these guys growing up, they 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 think they've seen a lot. But they ain't even lived long enough to see nothing. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, if I can tell them all the mistakes I made, they're not gonna listen to all of them. But hopefully, half of them can save them from learning themselves. And uh, so we started the, the business, you know, doing like financial co- consultations. So what I do is I do budgets. I help anybody with personal finance, um, help them build their credit up, not really fix their credit. If you have not paid them people, I cannot get that stuff <laughs> off your record. Pay them, uh, <laughs> pay them people, yo. But I am, you know, just because I'm such a hustler, I am got a person that I'm in talks with right now who does do that. And we're going to bring them onto the team. Um, I know how to do it. It's just not my specialty. And it's something that I just don't have really the time for. But mm-hmm. I'm more so like... You know, you, you got your bread together. You're tired of living check to check and you need to get to that next level. Um, so that's what I focus on. Also business, too. I'm big on business, helping people. I'm like the bar rescue with no bar. You know, Any kind of business somebody got going on, I can, you know, help them out. Just because of my approach. My approach is very direct, aggressive, mm-hmm. but it's out of love and care. Um, and what happened, we started that. And we've been talking about the podcast since like 17, 16. So this was the other. So it's two of us now. Uh, we got Hustle Gang, Chris or Chris. And then we got uh, Colin. And he goes by Chill or whatever he go by. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> me, so me and Colin started it. Me and Colin started it in the basement. And it was more so a little bit of everything. We wanted to give our gang kind of like a little bit of everything. It really didn't have a true direction. It was just us talking about topics that people don't like to talk about. Um, just, you know, the, the good topics on social media, like who should pay for what and just shit like that. So we was going to do that. Um, and then just the timing wasn't right. You know, Colin had some other obligations. I, I to myself, so I can't put all the blame on him to where we could never lock in. Like, it was a great idea. We set up the camera one night in the basement. We did like one or two episodes, put out some little joints on YouTube, and that was it. Mm-hmm. So uh, when we started doing the, the financial business, I was like, yo, we got to let people know that we know what we're talking about. Because if you don't know me personally, like I said, I'm very, I don't know, I'm, I was reading something the other day, like, I'm very extroverted, but I'm introverted at the same time. Like, I'm an extremist. I don't have an in-between. Mm. So if you don't know me, you're not going to know what I know if I don't talk to you. But if I talk to you and I know you, I probably talk to you too much and you want me to shut up sometimes. <laughs> and, and I'm perfectly fine with both because I just know who I am. You know what I mean? So, um, and that's what happened. We started out the podcast like, look, we're going to give out the game on this money. So that I attend, eventually draw in people to understand, like, okay, now Graham do know what he's talking about. Because if you follow you know, any of my like social media prior to me really locking in and trying to do business. It was just a little bit of everything. You guys having a good time. Like I don't really take that social media serious. I might talk about basketball today. Mm-hmm. I might laugh at something that don't matter. I might be on some controversial, t- ain't no telling cause I'd be bored. But um, <laughs> if, <laughs> if you don't like, yeah. So that, that's what we started it out as like, let's give this same game back to the people. And uh, we, we did the whole first season um, kind of just followed y'all framework with the first season. So we kind of just stayed consistent with that um, and just ran with it kind of talked about home ownership, car buying. And like I said, I'm like that uncle who's going to tell you like, yo, do you really need that car? Let's sit down and talk about it. And we just evolved from there. Um, didn't really have a script. We just come up with topics right now. We talked about a couple more things. So this month we went on uh, women's history, just, you know, some, some nice uh, solid black females who have done things and not necessarily done things, but just kind of sought out people and, and running with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we're trying to change it up. We're trying to go all, not all, not all video. We're doing a little bit of both of YouTube and audio. And YouTube is more a Colin thing. He always wanted to do that from the gate. 
So we're working our way and navigating that now. It's a little tougher than I thought just from logistic purposes, trying to get up together. Um, Zoom is a great tool, but you know, it's nothing like sitting around each other, having a couple of drinks and having Absolutely. a good time. Yeah. <laughs> but y'all aren't in the same location. Nah, I'm in Delaware. Uh, Collins in uh, Jersey and Crooms in D.C. I mean, so we all an hour and a half one way or the other from each okay. other. Okay. Okay. That's not too that's bad. Not too bad. But yeah. the way these gas prices set up now, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It was cool. It was cool. It was fun. It's fun in person. You know, like, these podcast is cool, but in person, you're sitting there, you're kicking it. It's definitely, uh, it's a different experience, different vibe. It, it is harder to, to flow stay. a little uh, easier when you're in person, too. Like, yeah, because yeah, it's just normal. You just sit there looking at each other, and you're rocking. Yeah. You're rocking. Basically. Yeah, that, was the, that was the purpose. Uh, we got some good topics coming up. We run, we doubling back on a couple topics. Uh like we doubling back on the home ownership with an actual loan officer that I know from Carolina next week. Oh, nice. So, yeah, a lot of nice. some of my stuff it still has facts behind it, but it could be slightly opinionated, but it's still the truth. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's like your it's, platform. <laughs> say what you gotta say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but you know, a give lot of that times disclaimer I, and keep it moving. You feel me? And I don't get too technical on it because if you really want to get technical on it, that's where we try to tell you, like, yo, just call me, we'll set up the consultation. And then we can give you the play by play by play the right way. But as we just chopping it up, we just talking. Okay. Um, so how did you actually get into finance? Like, is this something that was always taught to you from a kid? Was this something that later on in life, someone gave you the tools and you just ran with it? Or did you one day was like, man, I'm tired of being in this rut. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a little bit of everything. So I'm the perfect picture of I knew better, but I didn't do better. Mm. Right. Mm. Um, growing up, you know, Carolina, hard working with my father, my grandfather, um, always working. I'm always I never stopped working. Like the stuff I do now is like minuscule compared to what I used to do. So everything I did then was all physical labor, though. But I got paid well. And, you know, Papa always said, put a little money here, put a little money there, pay yourself first. And, and long story short, I got in the Air Force. Um, first consistent, consistent, consistent check. You know, while young boy fresh out the country having a good time and it didn't hit me till it was time to reenlist. I was like, yo, I can't I, I didn't want to stay in. I just wanted to do my six and get out. But I couldn't because I had mm -hmm. ruined all the money. Um, and then, uh, man, I always knew better. Like I said, I always learned the money and I never had an issue with making the money. I always had a problem with keeping the money. Oh, um, and just kind of caught up in the lifestyle of, you know, I wanted to be like the rappers. You know, I was kind of like, <laughs> I wanted to live like the rappers. I would go, when I was stationed in New Mexico, I would go to Dallas and you couldn't tell me that I ain't play for the Cowboys. Um, <laughs> you know, but I was working 80 hours a week. So when I had that one weekend Ooh. off, I would go crazy. I was doing 40 on the Air Force and then I was doing at least 40 on the HVAC on the side. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So at that time frame, I mean, you're talking roughly 22 years old to about 26. I was making 100 a year with you count the Air Force and the HVAC on the side. Oh, um, so you were making plenty of money. You just weren't yeah. keeping it. Man, I was blowing it fast. As time. Man, I was building my, well, I already had an old school car. So, you know, whenever that needed something, it was nothing. That didn't even get a second question. That was like having a kid. Like, yo, my mm -hmm. car ready. Yo, you need something else? Let's go to the store. And then, um, like I said, with New Mexico not really being a tourist location, <laughs> We had to always travel to get it popping. So, you know, I go to Dallas with one of my great friends from uh, Japan, meet up with him at least once every couple months. And it's always a party there. So we had a good time. I mean, I don't regret it. I'm glad it happened because what happens, I PCS to Ohio 2017. And, you know, now I'm not making that extra money on the side. You know, now my old lady don't have that job that she used to have making all that bread. So it's just a regular text R and pay. That's it. Text R and pay with, you know, a wife and a dog. Mm -hmm. And it's like... <laughs> 
it's like, yo, hold on. Uh, this ain't right, you know, and that really ultimately led me back to not necessarily study finance, but to actually implement what I knew. Okay. And, um, yeah, just, yeah, it, the, 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 the turning point was definitely 2017. You're talking about somebody who lived and did whatever they wanted to do for a long amount of time. And now I can't even go get a little bottle of Henny. You feel me? So it's like, <laughs> man, I ain't never had to check the account to get no Henny rock, you know? So, um, <laughs> but I did, uh, actually then, you know, I pursued my degree in finance also, cause it's a passion of mine. Okay. Uh, I understand how money works and I want to see everybody win. So you mentioned earlier that you, you know how to hustle. Yeah. Isn't what's your your podcast called again? You said hustle the, the hustle lounge. Hustle lounge. So, what's your definition of hustle? Ooh, you know, um, let me Google that. Nah, so <laughs> <laughs> you know, coming from where we come from and in the culture that we all probably grew up in to an extent, we all think a hustler, we think a drug dealer. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I always wanted to uh, kill that stigma. That's why you know even. Some of my advisors are like, why would you name your business Hustle Smarter with the negative connotation? Like, I don't care. You know, it, it's, it's for everybody. You feel me? Um, so Hustle somebody who's going to go get it. Um, somebody who's going to go get it and figure it out. If you out there getting it every day and you figuring it out and you making money and you doing what you need to do, you hustling. Uh, I treat the Air Force as a hustle. The Air Force is the best hustle I ever ran into. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> you feel me? So, <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I always, because I know drug dealers who can only sell drugs. You know, hustlers can sell anything. Mm. Um, you know, I've done it all from pour concrete. I, uh, I built, I uh, did drywall. I do HVAC. Uh, I fix cars. I painted cars. For my whole high school time frame after school, I would be in my backyard painting vehicles. Um, some of the hottest cars that came out of Florence old schools, I painted them. Uh, or at least had my hands on them. Uh, so mm-hmm. I was always into something. And I think that's where the hustle comes from. Just figuring out, navigating, and continuously having money come in and, and just and just living, just doing what you do. Yeah. Is a scammer? Uh, nah, scammer's a scammer, yo. <laughs> All right, so let's put a let's put a, a disclaimer on that. A hustler is somebody who does it the right way. Okay. Right? Mm. They don't jeopardize their character. They don't do anything immorally to get that money. You see okay. what I'm saying? I just like, feel like more recently, like it's been like this scam like theme has been popping up more, especially because of the shows that's on Netflix. Like you got the Tinder Swindler, you got um and ben ben Anna. Anna. You have all these shows that's like kind of glamorizing this scammer life which is yeah it's, it's so that's the part of being a hustler so a hustler can you sell something right mm-hmm. and, and i can you know i can sell water to a well you know um <laughs> and that's just part of that city slickness i kind of told y'all about mm-hmm. um but at the same time it's really it's a god-given gift i don't think everybody has hustle in them i really don't but at the same time you can use it for good or bad you know mm-hmm. uh, i can use my skill and I, I do believe it's a skill set i do believe it's a a gift uh, gift the gab for sure um but you know i can use it for good or bad you know what i mean and i always try to do things the right way and do right by people because it does come back around a bad way oh yeah uh, but yeah not nah, scamming is not hustling though scamming is exactly what you said it's scamming and it's a thin line so there's times like people will give me my buddies from back home will give me a hard time like i've been you know i scammed somebody if i sold them a car for a high price <laughs> like nah bro i gave him the price he didn't he wanted it more than what i wanted it you know he should have negotiated yeah he didn't negotiate if i sell you my car for ten thousand and i know it's only worth six and i tell you ten and you say no problem i'm not that's not scamming that's a lack of that's a lack of homework on your part you know <laughs> Absolutely. yeah for sure but yeah now nah, scamming is not cool man that shit is corny it is <laughs> 
<laughs> so how do you feel like financial illiteracy has played a role in the black community? I think that we need to get it out there more um, because people are not, you got to think with the social media world, everybody's wowed by cars, clothes, chains and stuff like that. Right. And that's cool. Cause I'm into that stuff too, but mm-hmm. I like my message is to say that you can still live this way as long as everything's where you need to be. Yeah. Uh, financial literacy is a problem in the black community because majority of our parents or our parents' parents was never taught it. Absolutely. And so we're basically, what do they teach us? Go to school, go to college, get mm-hmm. a nine to five, get mm-hmm. your 401k. And, and that's it. Yeah. You know, that, that's it. Enjoy your life and then die <laughs> at 75. Hopefully you get some retirement, you know, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> hopefully. All right. So, and ultimately, and I don't, I haven't got into those conversations yet with some of the other people, but it's not the school system's job to teach your kids financial literacy. It's our job. It starts mm-hmm. in the house. Mm-hmm. But how can you teach financial literacy if you don't know it? And I think the biggest thing now, especially with our age group, is that we, as in, you know, us 30 and up club or whatever, we have to spread it around each other and get out of our own way and learn it. Because every mm-hmm. time I talk to someone that's a, our age group, that isn't literate or that doesn't they're ignorant to the fact of it they don't want to hear it because Mm -hmm. it's not it's not convenient and it's not easy you know it's not easy to do nothing for a year to get your bread right but Mm -hmm. it's not easy living check to check either for the rest of your life it's not the it's not the life i plan on living yeah Mm -mm. it's it's definitely tough man it's um it's definitely tough it's uh but we do need to have it more i think it just needs to be the common the common uh the common talk in the household, even when I go to like certain family things, I always bring it up like, yo, how y'all doing? And I, I'm very versatile. Like, you know, you got some people who only talk about stocks and only talk like I talk about a little bit of everything because there's so many ways to skin the cat. It just depends on what you like to do. Mm-hmm. Like me personally, I think the stock market's boring, but I know it's bread in there, so I'm not going to turn my back to it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we definitely got to get that message out because the youth is watching and and that's why you get some of these youth who go and they go crash out because they just really want to do all they can to go get the latest chain, Jordans, Dior, whatever. And all that <laughs> shit is cool, but why don't you let something else pay for that? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You mentioned the stock market briefly. Mm-hmm. So can you just briefly describe investing? <laughs> and one of the things that I think a lot of people get confused with is that when they hear investing, they immediately think of the stock market, you know? But it's much more to it. So just a brief, brief description of some different ways that you can invest. Yeah. The first thing, you, the first person you should ever invest in is yourself. Mm. How do you invest in yourself? Um, you make sure your physical's good, your mental's good. You need, if you need a therapist, go get one shout out to you mm-hmm. need a therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the first, I always hate when people overlook investing in oneself. Like I invested myself heavily from the, what I intake, you know, far as everything social media, TV, food, like all that's part of your diet and all that ultimately has a effect on you whether people want to believe it or not. See, a lot of people in denial, they don't think that looking at those rappers in them chains all day make them want to change. Well, I ain't in denial. I be seeing that shit like, yo, I need that joint. The kilo on my neck, I need that joint. And you, <laughs> and I'm 31. I'm like, yo, that shit yeah. still influenced me a little bit. So I know it taking effect on the youth. I'm just smart enough to get off the net and not go buy it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but far as investing, I mean, there's so much you can invest in. That yes, the stock market is an avenue. To make it simple and plain, the stock market is where you invest in your favorite company. Um, and, and you know, let's say Apple. You think Apple's going to be the best? Apple's a great company to invest in. So you can either buy shares with you buy shares as a part of the company. 
They're about, a, I want to say, I haven't looked in a minute, about $150 a share right now. Mm -hmm. um, so you can buy numerous shares in Apple and just say, hey, Apple's going to be even better 10 years from now and watch your money slowly grow. Mm -hmm. um, there's options investing. I like options, but I'm a gambler. Options <laughs> investing is basically coming in the day saying, you know what? And, and stocks go up and down. So mm -hmm. I can say by the end of the week, Apple's going to be at $90. So I can put like, you know, 500 on that and I can blow or I can get smoked, you know, so, uh, <laughs> but there, there's other things to invest in also, man, you can invest like right now I got, you know, I'm in, I'm in partnership with a trucking company. That's my type of investment because it keeps me moving around. It keeps me busy. It keeps me on the phone. Um, and, and keeps, that's my type of investment. I like cash flowing investments. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, stock market is more of a retirement thing. I know people who day trade all day and make enough money to where they don't work at all. Shout out to them. Because that's the science that I can't. <laughs> I tried it, yo. I tried all of the day trading and all that, especially with my job. I'm a little more lenient on my time by myself. It's just not for me because I'm sitting there making a trade, but I got to get up and go do something, man. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's basically investing in what you want to, what you like. And, but yeah, that anything, anything, everybody want to tailor it to just the stocks because that what was hot during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, and in the pandemic, the stock market did things that it'll never do again. So people jumped on it. They made a lot of bread and then now they holding classes and they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Because <laughs> the stock market is never going to do that again. Yeah. You know? So shout out to the people who ran it up off of that. Um, I ain't even hating on Now that's scamming too. When you're holding the class off of based off what you did during the pandemic, that's not realistic. Huh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, my person, I like real estate also. I'm real big on real estate. Mm -hmm. um, I'm actually trying to, you know, I'm looking for a ranch, man. That's where I want to retire. In oh, ranch, so. okay, ranch. That's that country shit. Boy. Hey, uh, the wrong with it. I mean, I, I need a ranch like in Houston, though, like 20 minutes from the city. Oh, okay. Be, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Look, yeah, yeah, yeah. Balance. Uh, but that's what I want to do. That's that's my thing is real estate. I studied the game of real estate. Um, I've always kind of can predict markets. That's my thing. It's fun to me just because you think of it, a house ain't going to move once it's built. But how does that price move? And I always mm -hmm. look at the factors around it. Uh, my first degree before I switched it over to finance was real estate management. And then it just was like, this shit too easy. I can figure this out just by looking at Zillow and just doing some homework. Uh, but I like real estate. Real estate is my thing. And, and trucking, that's my thing right now. It's, it's a big headache, but I love it. Uh, probably because my grandfather loved it. So it's like part of me like, man, I wish I could have, you know, did this while he was still around kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, but yeah, you can invest in anything. Man. It's, 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 the sky's the limit. But start with yourself. Exactly. You're a man of all trades. <laughs> <laughs> I keep, I got too many irons in the pot, man. I need to slow down, but I love it. You know. <laughs> hey. Um. So, with getting your money right, like you said, one of the thing, one thing that people jumped on was the stock market, but then also another thing that people jumped on was like starting their own businesses and trying to be entrepreneurship entrepreneurs. Do you feel like everybody should be an entrepreneur? Man, you about to make me upset. Today. Go ahead. Uh -oh, uh -oh. Nah, you know, I, I, I can curse on here? Yeah, yeah. Man, I'm fucking tired of this entrepreneurship shit, man. <laughs> these motherfuckers wake up and they look at these false prophets on Facebook. They look at these motherfuckers who just ran it up in the pandemic. And all of a sudden, they're entrepreneurs. This shit ain't for everybody, man. It's not. Man, right. And it's perfectly cool not to, not to want to be an entrepreneur. Like, you got to think. They don't know what what it takes to be an entrepreneur. Like this trucking shit, man, I done lost sleep behind this shit, yo. Mm -hmm. And I'm just built for it because that's how I was raised from my father. He was an entrepreneur and he had a real job working Panama shift 12s at a steel mill. So Oof. he was different. 
And I just honestly believe it has to be in you, not on you. Mm. Uh, but our community, our culture has told everybody that you can be an entrepreneur. And yes, you possibly can, but this shit ain't, it ain't for everybody, man. I mean, you can even look at it like right now, we live in a world where you can do all social media uh, marketing and my mm. master's degree is in marketing. So I already know all the plays, but if you're going to post some shit and be hurt when nobody don't share it, it ain't for you. It's not. <laughs> and, and entrepreneurship, you got to understand that everything revolves around you. Um, and it's just, and it's okay to not be a boss. I think we have to tell the culture that also. It's okay to Absolutely. not be a boss. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. We need workers too. Like, who gonna run the shit? And the thing is, is if you working for the right boss like me, shit, you the worker probably make more than me. But I'm all right with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> where where like, I, at? Where's on Right, that's where I need to go. <laughs> hey, yo, get get your CDL and come holler at me, man. <laughs> like my driver right now, my driver right now. Uh, what he make for our truck? What he make right now is, I think that shit more than my Air Force check or right along the lines. But I know that's right. The thing is, is it's the it's the balance, right? Yeah, he working hard for that check. Don't get me wrong, bro. Driving mm-hmm. across the world, you feel me? But. I'm making me a little back end, but I ain't doing that shit. I ain't in the truck. I'm at the crib. Yeah, I got to take some phone calls every now and then, but I'm not in the truck. So I'm just taking my little back ends. You feel right. me? So, but they don't understand what it took to get to that point. Like, like I said, calling all these people, the, the cost itself. I be meeting cats who tell me they want to be an entrepreneur, but they, I'm like, all right, this is what you got to do. You got to put this much money up. They don't want to put no money in themselves. So I don't even trust nobody who don't even want to bet on themselves. Exactly. Uh, but I think, yeah, we definitely got to lay that out there. Like, it's okay to want to be an entrepreneur. It's okay to want to run a business, but you got to know what come with that. I thought about doing like a, a seven-day clip just to show, like, I don't get no sleep. I'm always got notepads around me. I'm always locked in. Um, every time I meet somebody, it's something they got to do with business. Like, it's a lot of work. Granted, it pays off. You know, the bigger the bet, the bigger the payout. But it comes with a lot. People lose their families behind this shit. You see what yes. I'm saying? People lose their mind behind this shit, you know? Like, and that was best part. Like, my partner that started with me, uh, little Chris, he's younger than me, so he thought that this shit was peaches and cream. And when he started, I seen it. Like, I seen it all evolving. I'm like, he gonna go crazy. Motherfucker, when they smashing out, man. You know, fuck everybody, bro, nigga. Don't fuck. I'm like, yeah, I told you this how it was gonna be, bro. Because this ain't my first rodeo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I definitely think we need to be honest with people. And there's nothing wrong with being an entrepreneur. Just understand what comes with it. And it's not It's not easy. Um, so... It's not easy. I want to switch gears a little bit, just for the moment. Turn it up a notch. Let's go. So we we see how to get money. Say we know mm-hmm. how to make money. We know how to go out there and hustle. We know how to bring it in. But if you have an unhealthy relationship with money, it don't mm-hmm. matter how much money you make at the end of the day, you're going to always end up broke. So yep. can you please describe what an unhealthy relationship with money looks like? <sighs> Man, it's going to look different for other uh, uh, different people. But what I tell you, the relationship with money, I'm just going to stick on that because you're going to have me talking here for 70 hours. Um, <laughs> <laughs> unhealthy relationship. So I tell people this. The way to enjoy money is to get rid of it. And everybody look at me crazy because people are attached to money. Money ain't no good if it ain't being spent. Mm. Um, so an unhealthy relationship, it'd be somebody like, I got $100 but they act different if they lose 10 or spend 10 or $20 on that money. Right. Oh, I only got $80 now. You know, um, that, that, that pocket watching and just mm. being tight on their money. That's a bad relationship. Mm-hmm. Like me, I truly 
respectfully don't care about money. Mm-hmm. I like what money can do for you or yourself or who's around you. Mm-hmm. Like, so when I say unhealthy relationship, when there's people who got a lot of paper and there's people who don't have a lot, but they love the dollar bill so much that it controls them. Mm. And that's the unhealthy relationship that they would do anything for money because either they're not used to having it or they just want it so much. That makes uh, sense. Like I know cats right now who rather just walk around with ten thousand in their pocket all day and not spend one dollar, not even pay their light bill. That yeah. shit ain't oh doing nothing in your pocket. <laughs> At least pay uh, the light bill. <laughs> yo, they, it's crazy. But yeah, I think that's the thing where it becomes an unhealthy relationship um, because money's printed every day. It's it's it's, it's supposed to be spent. <laughs> like yes. Uh, did that answer the question yeah I really like okay. that approach though I really like that because a lot of people hold on so tight and that's that's actually in my opinion a lot more unhealthy than somebody who may spend too much you know yeah yeah because yeah. if you hold on it so tight especially with inflation and everything going on uh it's not it's not making any money yeah right? you know it's not making anything so right now if I let's let's say I get a, a run into three thousand dollars on my taxes right and I put two thousand into the truck let's just go with the truck i put two thousand into the truck before the first month or two it's gonna definitely do me wrong obviously but you're talking six eight months from now i'm gonna be up 20 but people don't look at it that way yeah uh, because they're they're holding on to it so tight that they don't want to give it up like i am an avid casino goer it's not the smartest thing i've ever done with money but i truly don't care like it's just <laughs> i do my budget right and i budget out money to blow like, all right, I'm going to go do whatever with this. Now, that might consist of me going to the casino and winning or losing. Uh, that mm-hmm. may consist of me just, you know, going up to Jersey and taking the family out to dinner. Or you, and, and then, you know, when people are not used to it, like, I always tell people, don't don't, don't, don't spend my money for me, you know. And, and, and it's a convenience. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's a convenience thing. Like, perfect example. Ray, you know what I'm talking about right now? We got to go TDY to Jersey. Mm-hmm. And this is what I say when money doesn't necessarily matter because, Ultimately, you only get one trip through this earth. You might as well enjoy it. So they want us to stay on base for this TD. Well, I'm a recruiter. We don't even go to bases. So you already got me out of my body with that. <laughs> um, and then this was an army base. So I know the accommodations ain't high. Hell no. You Brandy. feel me? So we talking. Uh, so they was going to get the room was like $80, $99 was the per dean. I found a nice Hilton joint right in the middle of the city. Popping, mm-hmm. nice, you know, because it's college mm-hmm. basketball. I want to go down to the bar and watch the game, not drive nowhere. Get them and points. Were, you feel me? And then they hit me like, "Oh, you gotta stay in the room on base." So I told them, "Bet cancel my TDY." And they're like, "What are you gonna do, sir? Grand, that's a long drive." Like, shit, I'm gonna just buy my own room out of pocket. It's a hundred dollars. Oh, you gonna spend a hundred dollars on the room at night? Yes, I am because, <laughs> like, I'm not staying in this little roach joint with bed bugs when I can be in the nice joint and mm-hmm. relax. And, and that's the thing of like. Not necessarily. I, I'm not super rich, but I just and I understand how money works. I'm going to get a hundred dollars back. I promise. Mm-hmm. But I do not want a bad night of sleep, especially you know I'm getting one night and, and I love my daughter to death, but sleep is hard with a newborn. Yes. So I'm gonna get me a good ass night rest, boy. Huh? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I think that's the thing, and, and ultimately, let me, I'm gonna finish in a second. Let me let you, I'm tripping, but ultimately to bring it back to what you said about the. Uh, our black people are not used to having money. That's why the relationship is so bad. Yeah. They only used to having money around tax time, or they only used to having money at the car accident settlement. They're not used to ultimately having money all the time. Even if it's not a lot of money, they're always so tight that when they do get a little bit, they either act different or they don't know what to do because they're not used to having it. Mm. Yeah. And, and I think that's where we got to change the game. So I think you've, 
briefly mentioned this. You mentioned it a couple times. Yeah. (laughs) But what was or still is some of your bad habits with money? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. You know, I don't necessarily call it a bad habit. Okay, because... we won't. It, it might be a bad habit for other people. Well, they not I, budgeting it. Yeah, like you, how you yeah, budget your money. Yeah, so that's the thing. So right. budgeting allows me to enjoy my vices. You right. Um, but at the same time, yes, I I gamble bad. Um, I gamble. I don't. I won't say I don't drink as much as I used to, but I am a fine liquor and cigar connoisseur. Hey. Um, okay. So any given day, I might go drop 150 on the bottle and 50 on a nice cigar. But that's my thing. You know, everybody got their thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I still do it very, uh, very, I don't know how to, sparingly. I think that's the right word I'm trying to get, you know, in my bag. Yeah, um, you got it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't do it that much, especially now I can't, you know, I can't be out here faded and the daughter around. Because, you know, you you know, they be crying for no reason. So you definitely got to stay on your point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would definitely say gambling would be be my only big vice, like. I lost like 500 on PlayStation, you know, right before we got on this call a couple hours prior. But then again, when you got them cash flow and investments, the truck going to bring you to 100 before the end of the week. Hey. So it's like, you know, but that's the thing. Nothing ever. Um, I would say definitely gambling. Like my gambling bill, when, when uh, like I told my mom one time, she came here to babysit and me and my lady went to the casino and told her what we lost. She was like, I think she was really mad. Like, Oh no! Don't be mad, Mama. Am I mad? I mean, I was I was a little upset, oh. but you know. <laughs> uh, but I would say that definitely uh, gambling. Now, in the same breath, and this is a a beautiful testament of like how life can change for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, gambling and drinking is what put me in a bad financial situation. Mm. Um. So at the time I was in New Mexico and all that stuff flipped. I looked when I did the math and put it on paper. I was spending like four to five hundred a week on alcohol. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was just you know it wasn't nothing to do out there and it was a cultural thing like everybody pull up at the crib y'all we we was buying a bottle of henny every day like it was nothing um that and then we were shooting dice at the crib and i was going in town shooting dice and playing cards so in the same breath that's what took me under so when i got on my my shit and realized what was the issue you know as anything anything you do in access become a liability mm-hmm. uh Mm-hmm. And that's what it was. It was a liability. I would do great, but then I get out there to gamble to drink and I lost self-control and discipline. Um, so now it's all under control. If I spend, if I say I got 500 to go gamble with and I lose 500, I'm not going to the ATM. I'm going home. I lost my little stipend. I'm going to the crib. Uh, but now I can actually enjoy it. And it's just fun to where back then I was really trying to come up off gambling. And you ain't going to mm-hmm. never come up if you ain't got your money right. And that's how it should be. True. So, you know, here on the You Need a Therapist pod, we talk a lot about relationships. Um, So I know with money and relationships, that can be a big issue. I think money is like one of the top three issues that causes divorce. Seven out of ten. Seven uh out of ten go from divorce. I mean, go to divorce from money. So how, in your opinion, how do you think money should work when it comes to your intimate relationship? everybody's going to have their own thing and what works for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it believes on, it, it depends on the two partners, right? So in my house, um, I'm the money man. Uh, I mean, I just always put it all together. Uh, and it's one of those things to where if you're handling your business, the other partner will follow, will follow whether it be male or female. Absolutely. If it, was, if it was the other way around and my old lady came to me like, this is what we need to do. This is what we on the path to do. I'm going to listen. 
Um, now she's like the stifler now, and I don't really too much like it. Like, damn, you know, chill out. let's have some fun. Um, <laughs> but it, it's very, it's the most important thing because ultimately, when you look at the grand scheme of things of a true relationship, especially one for the time, like a marriage, where it's going to be a long lasting relationship, uh, looks are going to go away. You know, mm-hmm. looks are going to go away. Um, sex is going to slow down uh, or speed up, whatever. Everybody has their own thing. But ultimately, how can you do what you want to do? And how do you do what you want to do is money. If you're mm-hmm. like going to enjoy things, you will need money because that's kind of how it rolls. So I just think it depends on the person. But I think it's communication thing. A lot of people don't talk about money. You know, we grew up in the Stone Ages where my mom probably didn't know what my dad made. You know, mm-hmm. uh, all the bills were paid and it was good. But from, you know, day day three, I won't say day one, from about day three, you know, what I learned from my dad transgressions is I told him, I was like, hey, this is what's coming in. This is what's going out. Um, just so you know. So when you ask for love, like, yo, I want that Louis Purse. Like, Louis Purse? Like, like yeah, come look <laughs> at this paperwork to see exactly what we got going on. Yeah. Um, and, and from that day, we always kind of grew together. Uh, but yeah, I think it's, it, it has to be talked about. It mm-hmm. has to be talked about. Like, because ultimately, like I stated a couple of times on probably numerous outlets, I'm not even like, you know, horny if my money ain't right, yo. Like, hey. like <laughs> I, I really agree. Like, like broke, broke people, female and males, they don't even deserve sex. Like, how you even having enjoying this and you ain't got no brain? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> because Damn, right? ultimately it goes deeper, right? Because right. two yeah. broke people may have a child. And yeah. now we got a baby that like, yeah, so I don't want to get too deep off the deep end, you feel me? But um, definitely it's something that needs to be talked about. It needs to be talked about often. It needs to always be a, a conversation and it needs to be evaluated weekly. Like every other week we do the budget together. Now she don't get all deep like I do, but I let her review it. Like, yo, mm-hmm. make sure I ain't missing nothing. Am I tripping? We good? Bet. Um, so yeah, that's, that's definitely, uh, definitely important. But, and, and it just should be an open conversation open okay. conversation work together say okay. seven out of ten go out of divorce seven out of ten divorce from money <laughs> and that starts with that forty thousand dollar wedding that they couldn't afford oh a preach <laughs> <laughs> so you say said like from day three like you was telling your lady like the the financial situation or whatever i don't know how literal that was for you but <laughs> what are the top three questions like people should be asking their partners about their money habits like um so with with depending on the age group but okay. i mean i think any age group at this point mm-hmm. um how do you feel about money like what do you what do you believe in as far as investing saving what do you know about credit or debt just have their normal uh overview of financial literacy just to see exactly where they're at and mm-hmm. and and the same breath their openness to learning more about whatever it may be um the second one is how much debt do you have Mm-hmm. what do you owe who do you owe why do you owe them and then their assets also um, what do you own and let's go from there but definitely the first question is where the financial literacy at and what debt do you have nice. and then if you do have some debt um you know far as the mindset the mindset what you feel like getting out of it we're gonna work on this together Lot, no, you know, we're not questioning. You feel like it? No, <laughs> we getting out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, money and money and, and uh is a prideful thing, right? It so is. Mm-hmm. It's it's not nothing you ask. I don't believe it's nothing. I, I think I don't know. I ain't dating twenty ten years, so I can't really. <laughs> I can't tell you how a first date should go or not go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it should be a question at the start, because yes. ultimately you don't know no one's financial situation until. Um, you know, you get into the weeds. Yeah. So, 
one of the things, and this is big for military personnel. So, you know, when you go off and you finish boot camp, you finally make it and you get in a steady paycheck. Everybody know military get paid on the first and, 14th, and the 15th, right? So one of the biggest things that I think Ray and I can relate to is having family reach out to us and ask for money from time to time. And this is not immediate family. This is not kids, you know, significant others. This is like cousins from way back when, distant cousin, your second cousin removed or some BS like that. And so how do you kind of prioritize yourself and your financial stability, but also take care of your family to a certain extent? So... (laughs) Man, y'all gonna kick me off the show. But, uh, <laughs> I want. All right, let's start off from the top. I don't loan out money. Okay. Uh, I, You're not expecting it back. If I give it to you, it's yep. yours. Yeah. Um, okay. If I give it to you, it's yours. Yeah, the other thing I don't do is take care of grown people. Woo! Mm, preach. So mm. <laughs> that always kind of go hand in hand, like because normally it's grown folks with they hand out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I I just keep it that way. Uh, when I came in. And ultimately, <laughs> uh, you know, you just kind of got to break down what we truly make. Mm-hmm. Everybody think we these rich rock stars. Exactly. Steady check. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I tell people all the time, go Google E4 four years in and tell me what I truly make. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and when you do that, that allows them to see it. But no, it's not your responsibility to take care of anybody grown, especially if, if you just like how you just went down that line and said mm-hmm. cousin and some cousin and yeah, nah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I just if somebody's in a dire need and I can help them where it won't affect me, like say like they light bill about to get cut off and I know they're in a tight situation. Mm-hmm. I personally would just pay the light bill. I would never give them cash. Yeah. True. Oh. Cause, I, yeah. Cause I can't track how they spend it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're right. You, you know, I came up with the OGs, man. You know, even back then, like even when we was, you know, single and dealing with females, we never like, you know, let me get some money for my nails to get done. I'm going to go get you, the, you know, I'm going to go pay for that. You know, I ain't going to give you no money. You might go give it to somebody else. So I might just stuff it in my pocket while you cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's def- <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, you know, it's just not your response. You'll go broke lending money. Yes. Uh, yeah. You'll go broke lending money. You're going to ru- ruin relationships lending money. Because uh, mm-hmm. when I came in, I was a little naive. I let, you know, asking them get on the phone, phone bill and he pays pay his bill. And ultimately, that's my name. So mm. I'm paying the bill as a young senior airman, mm-hmm. you know, and that shit was tight. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not your responsibility. And what I do now, nobody even call me anymore because now I just tell them, I give you my services for free to help you with your money because there's Ooh. no need for me to be giving you money. I know that's right. That's <laughs> about a budget so you yes. you can be Let's on the right track. That. I will give you what, my services for free. I like and you, that. And you know what's crazy? And I knew it would happen. Uh, everybody that used to kind of ping me for a couple of dollars here and there, Don't I would me. set them up for an appointment. They would and do the first appointment up. with me and then they wouldn't show back up. Of course. Of course. And I would always tell them, and then they, you know, eventually they'll get enough heart to say, hey, uh, can I get a couple of dollars? Man, you no. had an appointment that you missed. Yeah. So you don't want to <laughs> fix your problem. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nah, you can't, you can't take, these people will make you go broke, and then when you go broke, they don't have nothing for you. Right. So, so yeah. now you have your little girl, who is so adorable. Thank you, thank you. Um, and Kay has a son. Mm-hmm. So the question is, when and how do you think you should start teaching your children about finances? Oh, oof. so that, that's a good question. You know, it's mm-hmm. kind of, uh, I would say when they start comprehending the little things, uh, yeah. when they start getting to the store asking for stuff, let's talk about it. 
<laughs> make it fun, though. Definitely make it fun. Uh, make it interesting. You know, uh, you want this right here and just kind of show them. All right, look, you know, the average person makes this much an hour. Your toy costs $20. This will cost you this much time. You know, kind of something like that along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but when we start getting into the nitty gritty, you know, like I'm thinking third, fourth grade, what's that? Like nine, ten? Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, definitely. Seven, eight, eight, nine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When they start talking back and, and really feeling <laughs> themselves, they can they can learn. Uh, but yeah, it, it's imperative that we do teach them, and we have to teach them because we understand it, and, and they don't. Like when I was going to high school presentations as a recruiter, they had nothing about financial literacy. They had everything about how to apply for a credit card and student loans. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and we also have to make sure that we set them up to where they can, you know, have some money. Yeah, absolutely. I know one of my big things right now, I was telling Raven earlier, but my son, he's about to be 11, and his big thing, he's a gamer. He likes to play the video games like most kids do, but he mm-hmm. wants to start a YouTube channel, and I promised him, like, when you get older, we'll talk about this. We'll we'll do the YouTube channel, but now, at this point, you need to start doing some research. Okay, who's your favorite YouTuber? Why do you like them? Okay, what makes them the best YouTuber? And start doing this marketing research. I, I want to teach him. If, he, if this is something he wants to do, I want to teach him how to be an entrepreneur and learn the business of it and not just, okay, yeah, this is your hobby, but how do you turn it into something that could potentially make you money one day? Yeah, it's money in his YouTube, yo. It's, it's, okay. uh, I, I was thinking the same thing. My dad called me the other day. He ran into a kid and he was like, like what do you want to be? Like, I want to be a YouTuber. So mm-hmm. it drove my dad crazy. My dad's still old school. Like, <laughs> uh-huh. And I'm like, yeah, these cats making millions off this YouTube. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and, and people, I, I know partners who really do the Twitch and all the gaming and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I, I play the game for fun. I really ain't that good to be, you know, going live. <laughs> uh, even the lady that uh, we found this editor that, that's going to edit our videos, her whole, her whole background is editing for gamers. So, oh, wow. She's yeah. got like Anthony Davis that played for the Lakers. She does his editing for his gaming. I'm like, that's crazy. It is, but yeah, nah, um, yeah, it just the game and it, it's hard, man. It's so hard because you know we want to teach our kids to, how to go to work and save their money and then do other things, but technology is taking over to where they literally can record themselves playing a video game for hours and make a tremendous amount of money. Yeah, I'm just so we, surprised at the people that sit there and watch it. It's kids. kids. My son will watch somebody else play a video game for hours. I'm like, you can play it yourself. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I don't understand that part. Like, Mm -hmm. even the one with the little Japanese kid playing with toys. Like, yo, how is this interesting? Like, go get your own toy. Like, I think we just gotta uh, change with the times, really, because that's unheard of. I'm not sitting watching nobody play the game. (laughs) Absolutely. Or my biggest one is sitting there watching people eat, child. Yeah, too. That's crazy. <laughs> and she does it. Don't let her. Please. She will sit there and watch somebody else eat. <laughs> man, I'm good, man. I can't. I can't do it. Only king crab legs, though. That's it. Mm. Oh, I don't gotta watch nobody eat that. That's too easy. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, our last question for you, though, is: Is there a correlation between money and happiness? That's a tough one. I, I believe so, though. I do believe so. Uh-huh. Um, because ultimately, money pays for experiences. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So you're not taking them trips if your paper not right. Absolutely. Um, shouldn't be. 
least. You shouldn't be. <laughs> but either way, it's going to come back to you. So you're going to get God regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think money buys happiness. But money allows me to do things that make me happy. It gives yeah. you opportunities. It gives you yeah. ease. Yeah, like, like I... And I think we have to. Oh, let me finish that question first before I go off the deep end again. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it buys you. Money can buy you time, right? Mm-hmm. And, and time is your greatest currency because you don't know when it's up. So, if you do everything right with your money, I used to tell myself this all the time and tell older people: if you take care of your money now, it'll take care of you later. Mm-hmm. Reason being, you see our. Not our ancestors or our may not be direct, but everybody had in their family where you got the 50, 60-year-old, you know, auntie, grandparent, et cetera, and they're in a bad way. Like, their health is failing, but they got to go to Walmart to make the money because they didn't take care of their money during their earning years. And normally your earning years is like, you know, 19, 20, give or take, to like 50. For us military people, let's just say our 20-year span, that's our, that's our potential max earning years. If we don't take care of none of that money during that time, we're going to work until we die. Mm-hmm. And, and and granted, it's never too late to start. I really didn't take money seriously to like year five or six. But now I'm still behind the curve to an extent because I had to play catch up. Right. I had to like, damn, I ain't do this. I ain't do that. I got to learn this and learn that. Um, but yeah, money, I don't say it brings happiness, but it damn sure keep me in this place where I can do what I want to do, which keeps me happy. Like, Absolutely. And, and ultimately with that, um, you can move high on your own accord. Like right now, you know, Ray, the seniors results just came out and uh-huh. it ain't even phased me. Like I ain't tripping. I know how the game go. I know I wasn't going to, you know, snag it, even though I ain't used to not getting it the first time. But, <laughs> you know, like I was explaining to my supervisors, two things of not, and I don't like saying like, I have money. I just have my shit together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Now when I have money, y'all going to know. Cause that's my, I'm gonna, <laughs> listen, I'm breaking the internet. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, I don't have to, and this is why I say we're, we're, we're ultimately having your money right, increases your life, uh, your life experience, because I don't got to kiss nobody ass to make the next ring. I don't got to do nothing yeah. I don't want to do, because my money good. You cannot hold, like, oh, seniors a pay raise and make me do some shit that's out of my character. Right. Yeah. So you can't control me, and I'm not programmed because my money good, like, so that changes it to where I know people who, you know, right? People going for tech master, they doing all kind of grimy shit because they need that extra three, four hundred because they got to pay them car notes and boat notes yep. to where I don't have them issues, bro. Like, man, I'm not tap dancing for none of y'all, man. I'm in my own lane. Matter <laughs> of fact, you know, like, why would I even be mad when I make more than you on my second gig, bro? Like, chill out. Man. You got know, to, you got <laughs> yeah. to humble people, you know, like, bro, chill out, yo. You know, and I just be in my own world. I ain't really, I don't think I'm flashy. People, you know, I'm like big meat out there. So you think I'm flashy? Now, <laughs> <laughs> I don't really do much, you know. I'm I'm chilling, so yeah. I think it doesn't necessarily like you can have a lot of money and not be happy. So I will say that yeah, also, absolutely. But I would definitely say it is a correlation to where you can have experiences and memories that will keep you happy. Yeah. Yeah. I think I answered that. Did I answer that right? You did. <laughs> ultimately, right. I think it's like a tool, though. Money is a tool it, it is. that keeps you. Like, if you ain't got no money to pay your bills, then you stress, so you're not happy. And if you have the money, you can use that to do whatever you need to do. It's just a tool. So Life is already hard enough. Yeah. Man. I ain't trying to go through this motherfucker broke. Right. <laughs> and, and ultimately, like, like, like uh, Ray said, too, it's another thing we miss out on is the access. The access mm-hmm. of things that when you have money, you get better health care, you get better vehicles, yeah. you get better, you know, quality of living, you get to have choices. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I talk to so many people who do things that they don't have a choice to do because that's all that their pockets allow them to do, and and that's tough. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and I've been there before. I think that's the best part of you know, if y'all listening, shout out Hustle Smarter, one hustlesmarter.com. But <laughs> hey. the best part of me is when I help you with your money, I'm gonna show you receipts to show you when I can show you a picture where I probably had on Prada and I can show you when my account had nada. And I just learned from my experience, you feel what I'm saying? So I think that's important for me to be able to. When you talk to me, you're not getting somebody. Yeah, I got the shit in school. I went to college for it. But that's because the Air Force paid for it. If the Air Force didn't pay for my school, I would have had none of that college shit because that shit don't phase me. Mm-hmm. Uh, all I learned is big words and how to sit in the meetings with other people and just still talk the same lingo. Uh, but as <laughs> far as money, my life taught me that, yo. Imagine, like, I used to drive to the crib and sit in the truck like, man, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. And, and if you don't get a hold of it, it's going to take you under. Now, that's what, that's that's that was not happy. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and so when I do help people, I do relay those trans. I'm transparent. I'm very vulnerable when we get into one-on-one sessions. Hell, I'm vulnerable on these mics. I don't care. Like, cause you can't judge me off who I used to be and what I used to do. I mean, exactly. one thing about a hustler, we ain't gonna stay down. I knew that I this ain't right, but I knew two things, yo. My whole body worked good, far as in I can go fix some shit. I can go do some, and I think that's what kept me when my money was fucked up. That I never really got worried because. I knew I had skills to go get money. I know money get printed every day. If you need me to paint your house, I'm out there with it. You need mm-hmm. me to go do your driveway. Like I said, I poured concrete for years as a kid. <laughs> 12, 13 years. Start that young man early. Oh. Uh, <laughs> you know, so having those skills and being able to get money, it never made me feel that I never didn't have money. Like I didn't even have a savings account because I knew that I can always get money. But as I got older, you try to eliminate some of that risk. And now yeah. it's like, yeah. Is there any last, everything that you've given us has been very good, but is there any like last like knowledge you want to impart on our listeners or some some gems that you just got stuffed in your back pocket you want to <laughs> give us? Man, I'm going to say one and then if y'all got something, I mean, I pretty got something on everything. Uh, I'll tell you the first thing is put your pride to the side. Um, mm-hmm. Put your pride to the side. Even when people call me for our Zooms and shit, I tell them, I ain't here. I'm not on Facebook talking about your issues. I talk about myself and what I did with money before I put somebody business out there. Yeah. Um, I know money is a sensitive subject. You know, my, my mother didn't even want to break down stuff to me and she didn't have to break it down to me by the numbers because I know things. I just put, I'm very good at math, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, and, and just know that it's okay to not be okay. And that's with any aspect in life, uh, money, mental, mental. everything, because the money going to trickle to the mental. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's hard as hell to figure some shit out about life and your money ain't right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just put your pride to the side, man, and get get the help, get whatever help you need in whatever facet you need it in. I talked to myself with the therapist stuff. Uh, I don't think I need one because I just got a couple partners I can get on the phone with for an hour or two, and that's my therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, no, nah, leave your partners alone. <laughs> nah, they got I got to drag them down. <laughs> Oh no, that is toxic, Graham. We gotta get you a therapist. We gotta oh. play these games. No, but uh, ultimately my supervisor has turned into my therapist. Uh, you know, she's a senior black woman and she's just kinda I can just say things and kinda just express myself. Um and I think she just she she might her calling maybe a therapist instead of a, a supervisor. A mentor is what she is. Mentor. That too. She ain't that no too. damn she's therapist. therapist. She ain't now she's a therapist. She is I might go sign up for them classes though. Therapist. <laughs> um, the other one is just you know just figure like you said at the start you said something that touched me 
be who you are and figure out who you are. Uh-huh. Figure out who you are and be okay with be okay with the skin you in because that's the only thing you got to live in. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. If you're a nerd and you like doing nerdy stuff, and that's fine. The general public and social media shouldn't define you, but we have let it define who we are. Or not me, but people have let it define who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I know people who filthy rich who don't like jewelry at all. That don't make them bro. That just means that's they they like. Yeah. Uh, but nah, that's really... Yeah, it's so many gems, man. I got bombs, but nah, I'm good. You know, I just said I'm happy to be here. I appreciate being here. You know, uh, you also, when we started out the podcast, I was hitting you every day for advice, and you ain't let me wrong, yo. So we definitely appreciate that. I appreciate uh, you. That's it, man. All right. So go level. ahead and tell our listeners where they can find you, um, how they can hop on one of them one on one consultations. Yeah, yeah. So we got the website. Uh, one hustle smarter h u s t l e s m a r t e r dot com. Everything's on there from how to get with us on Facebook, Instagram, our personal Facebooks and Instagrams. Um, they got the consultations on there right now. We're about to do an Airbnb course oh. uh, April 30th. Uh, we got a cat. I actually put him in the Air Force. He got in some trouble and got put out. But uh, oh, he oh. turned he turned that tragedy into triumph. Hey. You know, whatever. Yeah, he 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 got out and went crazy. He got like four properties right now. Oh, that's um, right. He started from the ground up. So he gonna he he did an episode with us, and he actually gonna come hold the course. He gonna host the course with us. Well, he gonna actually run it because I don't got an Airbnb to be telling people what. To do. <laughs> um, and then you know yeah, that's the easy way to find us. Instagram one hustle smarter or Graham hustle. On Facebook, Hustle Smarter. We're going to bring back the Soul Food Sunday. We're going to bring back a little bit of everything. Yeah. Everything kind of got congested to where my plate was too heavy. Um, yeah. I would, that might be another gem. If your plate too heavy, back off of it a little bit. Don't stop. Absolutely. Just readjust. Uh, but yeah, find us on there. Consultations, they going right now. We got a whole list of stuff to do this whole week. So we busy. Um, I got a team. I will tell you that too for all my entrepreneurs or people who are already running. Build that team. That mm-hmm. team is going to help you yeah. win. Spend that money so you can you can free up that time uh, to keep moving. But yeah, find us on there and just reach out to us. Anything, anything you can think of, business, all that. I got I got a catalog of, of network contacts in almost every field. If you're trying to truly be an entrepreneur and ready for that next step, from from trucking to construction to anything, I, I know a lot of people just from you know life. So absolutely got, got somebody in that field that can break it down and let you know if you truly truly want to do it i wish i had to talk to somebody about trucking first Oof. <laughs> <laughs> well thank you again yes Graham. thank you so much thank um, y'all, man. listeners follow us on that you need a therapist pod and email us at you need a therapist pod at gmail.com i always forget that shit you got it all right <laughs> But thank y'all for listening and until next time. Bye. Bye y'all. Get the money first. Okay. Rule number two, what? don't forget to get the money. Play by these rules and everything will be okay. Yep. Still in my trap, flipping my Frito.